Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Score. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. It's always good to be at home, really. I mean, especially we've been on the road for 11 days straight. You know, just driving back in. Once we got in our cars at the airport the other day, it was nice to be here and regroup a little bit and uh, let these guys have some freedom yesterday, today, and then have team practice the next couple of days, and then obviously a Thursday workout that's structured. It's really good to be able to play a bomb walker in front of our fans who, you know, are extremely loyal, and they, they show up. You know, it ought to be exciting. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Two hours down, one hour to go. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, Trent Daniel, all broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It's been a fun-filled show here on a Reaction Tuesday as we've been reacting to everything that happened over the sports weekend as well as previewing Arkansas baseball, facing off in their regional in Fayetteville this weekend. And it's going to be an exciting time, a really good regional. It's going to be beautiful weather. I know the fans are excited because it's been uh, since 2021 since Arkansas has been able to host. And uh, before that, uh, 2019 they hosted, 2018 they hosted. So they like to host. They want to keep that vibe going, and they did this year. And if they're able to get through the regional, they'll, of course, host the Super Regionals. But they got to focus on this weekend itself. And we're going to talk about that as we go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline and bring in Hunter Holland, Razorback pitcher at a great showing in the SEC tournament. And it's all thanks to McCards Barbecue here in Arkansas with all of their different locations. You can visit them online at McCards.com. And Hunter, really appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Doing good, man. Doing good. I'm glad to be on. How are y'all doing? Well, we're doing awesome, man, and uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the regional itself uh, here in a little bit, because I know you guys are excited about it, but you had a great performance over the SEC tournament going up against LSU. You and Hagen Smith both uh, really had some great pitching and uh, some great performances there. So just kind of walk us through what that was like going up against them and also maybe leading up into that moment uh, of how Coach Hobbs as well as Dave Van Horn approached you and Hagen about that particular game. Yeah, um, Coach Hobbs tapped, tapped me on the shoulder um, during Wednesday, uh, Wednesday's game um, before he put McIntyre in, and he asked me if I was going to be available to throw um, on Thursday, and I, I was like, yeah, of course. Um, um, I, I haven't been out of the bullpen, but, uh, I mean, really, since I can even remember. Um, I was like, why not? Why not try it against LSU? So uh ended up getting that chance. He said Hagan's going to throw uh, 70 to – you know, 75 pitches or whatever it was. And um, he said, we're going to try to put you in in a clean inning. And, of course, it didn't work out that way. I come in with bases loaded. And uh, I end up throwing a I, I'm a land foot flip, and I threw a, a pitch behind the guy and it scored a run and then got out of it. And uh, it was all good after that. But I, I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Um, Hagen, Hagen did his job. And uh, it, it was cool coming in behind him and, and getting it done. So it was, a, it was a big win for us. Hunter, were you on any kind of pitch count for that game? I'm sure. I'm sure. I was probably going to be around around where I finished that. If I if I got one more batter on, I probably would have got taken out. Um, I probably threw more than what they wanted me to throw. But um, it's one of those things that I mean, my, my arms. My arms ready for that. Um, I think I finished 88 pitches or so, so it's not like it, it affected me any. I feel great now, and, uh, but I, I'm sure I probably feel a little bit more than they wanted me to. But you know, on a game like that against a team like that, um, it's it's nice to get a win. Yeah, Hunter, I know you like to you like to um, go in on guys. I know that a lot of hitters will say they're comfortable with it. They're really not, and 
uh, kind of seemed like that was the plan against the LSU hitters was to bust them in with the fastball, throw the breaking ball off of that and stuff, which is really successful. Is that is that kind of the scouting report on LSU this year for you guys? Yeah, um, it really just because the way that uh, I know I kind of throw from a lower slot and across my body a little bit. Um, I started throwing a cutter more, um, you know, during the season. Uh, something that's picked up and. Um, so I, if, if I can land my, my sinker in um, to, to right-handed hitters, not just LSU, but really to anybody, I can have a lot of success. That's doubting at South Carolina. Um, that was my like that was the only way that I went nine innings because I could land the sinker in and then I throw a cutter off of it. You know, create weak contact, a lot of swing and miss. And um, then then against LSU, it's it was uh, you know it's just it's just mixing mixing well and. Uh, keeping hitters off balance and and being able to land the the two o breaking pitches the the pitches that you need to get back in the counts and uh, man just competing in the zone and trusting your stuff and knowing that knowing that your your stuff's good enough to get you know, the best hitters in the country out. Speaking with Razorback pitcher Hunter Hall and here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to McCards Barbecue. Uh, Hunter, so now you turn the page and look towards the regional here in Fayetteville. First, just what was uh, the reaction and the vibes like when it was announced, uh, not only you being the national seed, but also the teams you're going to be facing up against? And uh, just what do you make of the uh, overall regional in Fayetteville this weekend? Yeah, everybody is super super pumped about it. Um, we got some really some really good teams coming here, um, and, and uh, we like the challenge, so. You know, we get the get the rematch versus TCU, hopefully, and uh, can t- can just take care of business and and do what we know we're capable of doing. Um, you know, every, everyone's everyone's saying, you know, we have this this super hard regional and and all this and all that, but you guys think they haven't played they haven't played teams like us very often, or or not as much as you know we play we play teams like in the SEC. So uh, we just go out there and play play our level of baseball and 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 just do what we. Do what we do, throw strikes, and and you know hit the hit the ball like we do. We're we're going to be all right. You always appreciate the feeling of hosting a regional and being at home, but what is that feeling like overall when you spend about a week and a half on the road? Now you get back to being at home. Oh, it's super nice. I I laid. I forgot what laying in my bed felt like after all the hotel rooms I've been in, but uh, it, it's it's awesome, man. Um, and. Getting getting to travel and getting to getting to go experience all this stuff and playing playing for you know University of Arkansas it's awesome and uh, getting a chance to host and knowing uh, knowing how crazy Baumwalker is going to be this weekend is is awesome. Well, Hunter, I feel like I probably know the answer to this, but I'm going to have to ask you anyways. Uh, did you? What's kind of the role you're going to be playing this weekend? Uh, have you talked about it with Coach Hobbs and, and Coach Van Horn? Uh, uh, do you know, or is it still up in the air? You're trying to figure things out. Yeah, I, we know, but I'm I'm not going to say anything about it. But uh, smart man, because I, I I just don't want to be the be the first one to come out with it. But yeah, um, we we kind of we have an idea what, what we're going to do and how we're going to attack attack them. Um, really, really, it's just about getting to know. You know, we don't really know anything about. I mean, we don't really don't know anything about Arizona or Santa Clara. So it's just um, you know getting a feel for their hitters and you know they they play the the West Coast baseball. You know, they still bunt. And, and they like to run, so um, it's, just, it's just you know having a feel for that. Our pace of pace at practice has to be you know a little bit better. I uh, got to be a little bit more locked in with uh, runners on base because not I mean not every conference is you know nothing but home runs like, like the SEC. You know not everybody hits a hundred home runs in every conference, so they they play it a little different, and it might it might be might be different playing against those guys and with. They're probably going to bunt a lot, and they're they're, you know, just play a different game of baseball than what we're we're used to seeing. So we just got to be on our toes, and uh, you know, be be locked in at practice and uh, getting rid of the baseball and bunt plays and stuff. And what we're going to be all right. Is that something that you'll get more into as the week progresses? As we get closer to Friday, you get more into that scout about Santa Clara. Yeah, we've already we've already kind of started digging into it a little bit, and. We we know we know that and we know that really any team that you're going to play that's coming from the West Coast plays plays about the same baseball. They're going to have a few a few guys that can that can really really swing it, and then you know everyone else is they're, they they're good and they're they're scrappy and they're gonna they're gonna fight for runs. So um, 
it's it's just a diff- different kind of baseball on the West Coast. I know, Hunter, that you uh, also got to see a few of the other pitchers there at the SEC tournament. Of course, Brady Tiger getting the start, and uh, Gage Wood came in. Uh, you see Zach Morris play a little bit there, too. It seems like uh, you know there's some guys that they've been counting on all year long, but there's also some other guys that are having to step up, too. So uh, just what's the overall room right now for the pitching staff and, and some of these guys that uh, got a little bit of a taste there in the SEC tournament, knowing they're going to have to be counted on in the postseason here, too? Yep, and uh, I mean, it's like I, I told – it was after you know we had we had an arm go down. I had a meeting with a freshman, and I said we're going to be as good as we're going to be because of y'all. If we can win the SEC, if y'all win us the SEC, and if we do bad, it's probably going to be because we didn't have enough arms. And so, like y'all are in a very unique position because you're not just coming to a team that you're gonna you're gonna you know get your chance to throw here and there. You came to a team to where. We're battling some injuries, so you're going to have to step up, and you're going to have to step up and be good for us. So, um, you know, I, I think I think that I think once we get, you know, Gage Wood's confidence back, which he will, um, he, he's he's working hard. Um, he threw really good today, and um, he, he's he's our. I think I think he's one of our last last few pieces that we need to make a make a big time run in this thing. How are you feeling overall about uh, defense and fielding? Because we know that pitching is a big importance on uh, postseason. It's always on pitching, but the defense is a big part of that, also. No, for sure, pitching and defense win, wins ball games, and um, we're going to score runs. I mean, our lineup is is really really good, and um, man, like I said, we just got to keep playing baseball. Like we're like, like we're capable of, and, and we're, we're going to be all right. Hunter, uh, just watching all year, man. I know you're you're a big time competitor. I can tell, you know, just by watching you and all those things. But it 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 felt like I could almost see you snarling at LSU, you know, over the you know last week and stuff. I was just curious if you could feel yourself with that opponent, and it's postseason time. You could feel yourself kind of, you know, humping up a little bit, stepping up a little bit, because you know, you know, this this is what you came to Arkansas for. For sure. I mean, this is what it's all about, right? Just just. Uh... You know, a little final preparation to, to, you know, get after it with with guys that I've, you know, we've worked worked our butts off all year for, and we worked our our butts off for this moment right here. Just, uh, you know, it's to, to go bring go bring a World Series, a, a national championship back to back to Arkansas. So um, it, it gives you a, it gives you a little fire and um, makes you feel makes you feel a little bit different when you're out there, knowing that you know you're you're pitching for something a lot bigger than you. Hunter, I'm curious since, uh, of course, you're you're on the team and you get to see it every day. Uh, you know, certain coaches always approach things as, uh, hey, once you get to the postseason, it's it's business as usual. It's the same thing. You know, we're not changing anything as far as the routines or the mindset. Uh, and of course, once you get to postseason, it does change. But from Van Horn, from Coach Hobbs, have you noticed a kind of like a switch or anything once it got to postseason play, or does it kind of just the same approach, the same routine, the same feel of how you guys had so much success during the regular season always carries over into the postseason? Yeah, I, I mean, there hasn't really been there hasn't been a change change at all. It's just you know, it's like when you when you step, if you just go to a practice here, you'll 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 understand that that okay, these guys we're we're gonna win. Like that's the only option. And so and and, and it's awesome to be a part of. It's uh, I came to a place to where like winning it winning is like expected. Like you don't get a and 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 I love it. I love it. You don't get a pat on the back when when you know you do good because you came here to win like they they they're, they're bringing you here and you're lucky enough to throw on that arkansas jersey with your name on the back of it and so you're here to put in the work and uh you you signed you signed up for it and um they, they they expect you to to get after it and give it your best and so um nothing's really changed it's uh really been the same since i got here in august you know you just you show up every day and you do what you say you're going to do, and, and we're going we're gonna to go win this thing. Also, with the convenience of being at home, will your family have a chance to make it in for the regional? I think so. I think so. Um, mom mom might, have, might be struggling to get down here, but I think she's going to try and make it. 
Yeah, I've actually, because uh, we've talked a few times, and uh, you know, your mom's a huge fan of uh, when you come on the show and uh, loves interacting with us, which is awesome. And, and so I'm just curious, uh, you know, growing up and, and going to baseball, it seems like pa- parents are so important, of course, when it comes to the support that they have. But uh, is your mom the type that she's, you know, she's yelling from the stand, she's getting after some people and some after some mumps if they're not making the calls? Does she just kind of sit back and chill? Like, Because I've always found that pretty fascinating is how, uh, how the parents, especially the moms, handle their sons when they're in the games. Oh, my, my mom is probably, there is no telling. My, my, there's no telling, man. She's definitely not the one that sits there, though, I can tell you that. Uh, she, she's probably she's probably pacing or biting her hand off or something. My dad's the one that sits down there cool. And he's just smiling, you know, hanging out. But mom, mom is probably cussing somebody out for sure. <laughs> man, now that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So. It, my mom actually, when we were in Omaha, she jumped up out of her seat. I think Ficacello had an RBI in the first inning or something. She tore her calf, something like that. So, oh, yeah, no. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, that sounds uh, they, like something my mom Yeah, would they do get excited, sure. man. It, it's great to have that support. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, Hunter, man, we really appreciate you coming on with us, man. I know it's an exciting time for you and your team, and good luck uh, throughout the regional this weekend. And hopefully when we catch up with you next week, we're talking about getting ready for the super regionals there in Fayetteville, all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's the plan. Well, I appreciate y'all. All right. Appreciate you coming on with us. And again, that's Hunter Holland joining us on the uh, Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Thanks to McCards Barbecue here in Arkansas. You can check out the website at McCards.com and also go to all their great locations across the state for the best barbecue here in the state of Arkansas. So it's good catching up with him, though. You know, he's got he's got confidence to him. I don't think he lacks that. And but he's also. Uh, you know, uh, has a very good understanding not only yeah. of the game but also the leadership. I thought that was a fascinating thing. Saying he gathered the freshmen, he's like, "Hey, we're only going to go as far as you guys and how good we are." And so uh, I think that that just shows a, a lot of greatness, not only his ability to get on the mound and be able to pitch, but also just the leadership that comes along with it too. Yeah, I mean, it, it's guys like that. That's why they've been so successful, man. I mean, like things don't haven't gone their way, injuries, some you know, some illnesses and stuff. But you got to have those those leaders and veterans that kind of take control of everybody and because the coaches can't do everything man they're not going to be around and you got to have those guys big experienced guys that go out there and get it done on the field you know they they show you know they they let their actions do all the talking a lot and it's 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 crucial and important and i could see something different in him against lsu i could just see it you know being a former you know like all that stuff i could see it in his eyes his body language and his face like i could tell he was he like took a step up, like because he's he's a competitor. You've seen it all year, and but I could tell like he knows what time it is. It is that time. Coaches already have a plan in place. They learn who the opponent was going to be yesterday, but that's something that could have sh- taken shape last week based on the results of the SEC tournament. And now it's good that the players know exactly yeah. what's going on and what the plan is. Yeah, they're. They're always so good about communicating, you know, with the guys, seeing how they feel, doing this and that, and um, uh, there's no doubt that he knows probably when he's starting all this stuff, and they, you know, they got to plan your bullpen and you know get ready for that day. And there's no doubt in my mind that they're ready. They've got their scouting reports and and all that, so they're they're prepped. As a as a pitcher, I've always been curious too, because you know, there's times where you, well in advance, like if you have an ace, it's like okay, I know that on mm-hmm. Friday night I'm going to be the yeah. starter. But if it's been kind of fluid throughout the whole year, I've always wondered with the pitcher, it's like. You obviously, does people prefer, I want to know, like, from the get-go, from the beginning of the week, what I'm doing, or some pitchers just say, hey, whatever you need me to, I'm good. Uh, I've just always felt like that's such an interesting concept of mm-hmm. how pitchers especially handle, like, last-minute type stuff, or do they have to have as much prep time as possible, too? Well, that, I mean, this year's just been incredible, because you've had all these guys have come out of the bullpen, they've started, done it, you know, even Holland, who would have guessed he'd be a coming out of the bullpen against LSU I didn't expect it and he was ready to go and it just kind of shows you how I mean McIntyre's done it Hagan's done it they've all done it we know Tiger can come out of the pen if needed and um, they just I don't know they just it doesn't really matter I'm going to go play for my brothers out there and you know for the hog brand because it, it is important you know the guys that played in front of you and all that and um, they've they've uh, definitely made all of us proud. It's it's been great to watch this team play. Well, that's the most important part that they know what they're doing. They yeah. know what the plan is. Now it's always everybody on the outside. They want to know what the <laughs> right. plan is. But as long as the team knows and they're confident in what they do, and they have been playing with confidence all year, that's all that matters.
Yeah, it it is cool to have that flexibility, though. I mean, like I just can't remember ever starting pitching. You see guys shuffling around and and still getting the job done. I mean, because there there's guys I play with that were absolutely terrible out of the bullpen. They're gr- great starters, but it's it's not it's totally different. And mm-hmm. you, I've seen it. I've I played with guys. They just could not. It, it's a different feeling and you know mentality and all that. And they they just couldn't get it done at the pen. They're great starters and vice versa, really. So. Um, it, it, that's what's been incredible with the pitching staff. They just kind of whatever whatever y'all need us to do, we'll go do it. Even last year, it was really Connor Nolan was the only one everyone yeah. knew is like okay, he's going to be mm-hmm. your game one starter. And then uh, after time, because I think Hagen Smith as a freshman uh, started a little bit in game two, but then he would come out of the bullpen and, and, and vice versa. So yeah, he started a lot of the year, and then it yeah. was, you know kind of that regional Oklahoma State was his kind of coming out like. I can come out of the back end of the bullpen, and you. And then we, I remember DVH saying we saw this in the fall because they didn't start him in the fall. I think you know, right. kind of balance, you know, not doing too much with him arm wise, and they said he was incredible out of the bullpen, so they knew he could do that. And you know, they're the ones that watch him. They see him every day in practice, and they know way more than we do. You yeah. know, that's that's for sure. Yeah, because I even remember of the 2018 year. It's like that's the last time I can remember at least where it's like, hey, you knew. It was going to be Blaine yep. Blaine Knight mm-hmm. game one. You knew it was going to be Casey Murphy game two, yep. and you knew it was going to be Isaiah Campbell yep. game three. So uh, over the past few years, which is some of the most successful years Arkansas baseball has had, uh, it's kind of been to where they maybe know who the ace is, but besides that, it's it's a fluid situation, and whoever needs to step up has to step up. So, yeah, that's been pretty fascinating to see how it plays out. But we know Hunter Holland's going to play at some point this week. Yeah. Uh, I think we can uh, go ahead yep. and uh, – Nail that one down. And of course, Hagen Smith, even Bill Will McIntyre, you know, and, and what he's been able to do. But they'll have options, and they just got to take care of business. It's going to be a tough one, no matter who they end up playing. But Santa Clara is the first one, and that is going to happen on Friday at 2 p.m. there at Baum Walker Stadium. We're going to take a commercial break. When we come back, Trey Schapp will be joining us live from SEC meetings down there in Tampa. I'm sure he's having a terrible time. It sounds awful during <laughs> this weather and everything, but he'll give some updates on. Uh, what some of the coaches have been saying, as well as some of the big topics happening at the SEC meetings down there in Destiny. You won't want to miss it, so stay tuned here on Out of Bounds. and get in the game. Download Arkansas's favorite sports wagering app, Bet Saracen, today. This is SportsCenter. Arkansas baseball will be hosting a regional after earning a top eight national seed for the sixth time. The teams coming to Fayetteville will be TCU, Arizona, and Santa Clara. Arkansas's first game of the regional will be on Friday as they take on Santa Clara at 2 p.m. It will be streamed on ESPN+. The Fayetteville Regional, as of this morning, is already a sellout. In Little Rock basketball news, they added two former Razorbacks through the transfer portal. Former Arkansas guard and Bryant native K.K. Robinson is transferring to Little Rock. He saw Whittle play in Simon, Arkansas in his first two years before transferring to Texas A&M and playing six minutes a game. Then Mikel Mitchell also transferred to Little Rock. He appeared in 29 games for Arkansas last year, averaging four points, three rebounds, and one and a half blocks. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. Hey, crazy month last month. Mitch wow. making us take all that money off them trucks. Oh, Ryan, Mitch said 8000 off. Man, maybe this yeah, month would be a lot smoother. Oh, Gosh. Man. Hey, guys, I got an idea to make it $10,000 off this month. How? We need extra trade-ins, right? With $2,000 trade-in incentives, you get $10,000 off all-new 23 Ram Bighorn trucks in stock. If you don't believe us, make that beautiful drive right here to Heber Spring during the Memorial Day sales event. This is Trey Reed from the Wild Side on 103.7 The Buzz, inviting you to join Mark Hedrick and me Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Brought to you by West Rock Landing at Lake Maumelle, Edwards Food Giant, All About Tire and Brake, Battery Outfitters, and Trader Bills Outdoors, Hot Springs, and Little Rock locations. It's the Wild Side, Tuesday at 7 p.m., only on 103.7 The Buzz. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But, sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. Whoops. Uh, Napkin. Napkin! At take five, your oil change is faster than you think. 
Take five, the stay in your car 10 minute oil change. This is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. You go to the big box hardware store, ask a simple question only to be told, yeah, I don't work in this department. You won't find that at Homer's Ace Hardware and Cabot, staffed with courteous and knowledgeable people who will assist you with a wide selection of products like the Big Green Egg, Traeger and Weber Grills, as well as lawn and garden supplies along with any electrical and plumbing needs for your home. Find them in Searcy, Beebe and 207 South 2nd Street in Cabot. Homer's Ace Hardware. Need help? Ask Homer. Hi, I'm Jacob Jones. For the month of May, we invite you to Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event. That's right. You're invited to take advantage of exclusive savings, extensive designer lines, and an incredible event-only diamond selection. We brought six of the world's top designers together with Jones & Sons' legendary staff of jewelers in our massive showroom to make your engaging dreams come true. Come in and see, touch, and dream while meeting with our diamond specialists and get the best pricing of the year this month only at Jones & Sons Spring Bridal Event in West Little Rock. Shop online at Jones this is a test of the emergency activation system. This is only a test. are just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. A 2-2 pitch to Riggio. He struck him out swinging with a fastball, and they leave the bases loaded. Hagen Smith comes up golden. On 103.7 The Buzz. Tuesday, presented by Fleet Management Services. As we know that there is a lot going on today, and so we've been given our reactions for baseball, for Razorbacks, also uh, with the NBA Finals, and just so many things to get to in so little time. But we're definitely making time for our guy Trey Shep. So let's all go down to SEC meetings and see what's happening down there in Destin. Coverage of the Southeastern Conference Spring Meetings from Sandestin, Florida is presented by Blackman Auctions. Since 1938, better auctions have always been Blackman Auctions. And in part by Beachwood Pinnacle Hotel Group. Find them on the web at bphotels.com. Trey Shep joins us now on the Jones and Son Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. Trey, how's the weather and everything treating you down there in Destin this afternoon, man? Uh, so far, so good inside the hotel. I, I, I can tell that it's sunny outside, but uh, I haven't seen much of the outside. It's been a, a crisp 67 degrees inside of the, hmm. the Hilton Sandestin. Oh, well, it's, it sounds like it's been uh, pretty fun as far as the content and topics. I know the eight or nine game schedule has been a hot topic of conversation, but uh, since, of course, uh, last time we got to catch up with you on the zone, uh, what's kind of been the scuttlebutt, or is it still about that eight, nine game schedule right now? Well, that's that's one of the topics, the, the eight or nine game schedule, what schools are in favor of, what schools are not. And the athletic directors just broke a little while ago, and I saw Keith Carter and I, uh, the, the AD at Ole Miss, and he said, all right, I got some scoop for you. We're just going to 12 games. Every, everybody's going to play everybody in the SEC, 12 games. I said, yeah, right, come on. He goes, no. He goes, yeah, yeah. But then, yes, he was he was joking uh, when he said that. He said, we, we don't know what we're going to yet. He said, 
but he does feel like in the future that it will end up at nine games at some time. And will that be next year, the 2024 season? That's yet to be determined. Um, if the commissioner has his way, though, I think that it would be nine games. Trey, we know that Texas and OU are going to make their way into the conference starting with the 2024 season, but they are represented there at the spring meetings this year. So what's that been like with Texas and OU at the spring meetings, and have they uh, tried to implement anything into the spring meetings? <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's a good question, Joe. And, and Texas and OU, they do have representatives here. They don't have their head coaches. Uh, so no Sark, no Porter Mosier for Oklahoma, their, their head men's basketball coach. Um, so their basketball coaches and football coaches are not here, but their administrators are in Chris Del Conte, the AD at Texas, and Joe Castiglione, the AD at Oklahoma. I was told that they do not get a vote this year. They're just there. They can add to the discussion. But I've been told uh, that they have really just sat back and just really taken it all in. They know that they can't come in and throw their weight around like they did in the Big 12. I think that was explained to them uh, by the commissioner uh, before he even extended an offer for them coming into the league, basically saying that, look, this is a league, and when we get in these meetings and we do things together, it's a league uh, commitment. It's not based on one school getting the upper hand on another school. We do it as a league, and that's the way it's going to be if those two came into the league, and uh, they expect it to stay that way. So, Trey, I know that uh, Eli Drinkwitz made a lot of uh, people on social media have some responses to his comments about NIL, but uh, what have been some of the other uh, big quotes or maybe uh, big stories from some of the coaches that uh, you've been able to hear from so far? Yeah, Nick Saban said that, uh, you know, he would be in favor if they took it uh, kind of like an NFL model where the uh, football players are employees, and so that's you know, he, he would be fine with them doing something along that structure to where, okay, yeah, they're employees, they're going to have to pay taxes, but you've got a more structure um, and maybe more parity, more balance uh, when it comes to the NIL. You can uh, pay this much, you can give this much to a player or to players, and um, he was in favor of that. Um, he's kind of, you know, gone back on his stance on, eight or nine games because when he found out that if they went to a nine-game schedule that the three opponents he would have to play every year would be Auburn, um, LSU, and Tennessee, he kind of took a step back. And um, he was not – I don't think he was really wanting to have those three as his permanent uh, rotation teams um, every year. But uh, Kirby Smart did talk about the uh, gambling issues. He said, look, there's some kids nowadays that – you know, they, they, they bet on Chinese baseball and they bet on horse racing and stuff. And he goes, so they just have to do better job jobs in talking to their players, communicating with their players and educating them on the NCAA rules that state you cannot gamble um, because they're, they're getting a lot of money. And sometimes these 22-year-olds, 21-year-olds, even 18, 19-year-olds, they get a whole lot of money and they don't really know a whole what, what to do with it. And so they try to gamble. And then they might lose it and stuff. So um, that's one concern that Kirby Smart had, had was the fact that they just need to do a better job of educating their players on the rules and the do's and don'ts because we did see the gambling scandal come up uh, with Alabama baseball this year. We know that when getting into these settings, everybody wants to hear what Coach Saban has to say as far as football-wise, Coach Cal basketball-wise. Who have been some of the other coaches that have been outspoken at the spring meetings? Well, we haven't really talked to a lot of basketball coaches yet. I did see Chris Beard when he showed up. Um, obviously, was at Texas. Now he's at Ole Miss. Um, I talked to Coach Mush yesterday. I'm going to sit down with Coach Pittman and Coach Mush probably tomorrow um, and Coach Neighbors. But uh, just a couple of football coaches have spoken today, and they're really the ones that uh, have the set times of when they're going to speak. And some didn't even get in in time to, to make their appointed time that they were going to speak. Like Lane Kiffin was supposed to speak at 11.15, and his flight was a little bit delayed. So as soon as they break their meeting, I think around 4 o'clock, apparently he's going to meet with the media then. Um, I know Shane Beamer was late getting in as well, and their SID Steve Fink said that he's just going to go tomorrow as opposed to today. So um, it's kind of a hodgepodge. You've got a list, but the list isn't always gold like at uh, SEC football media days. John, as you know, um, it's a pretty set, strict schedule. Here, it's kind of more relaxed. We do know that the commissioner is going to speak at 5.30 today and tomorrow. 
And then on Friday, once the general business session is over with, to give us um, all of the news of what comes out of these meetings and what legislation they pass or change uh, here this week in Destin. Tell me that there's no karaoke sessions among all the media members down there in Destin <laughs> like there is in the SEC no. media days? No, no, there's not that. There's not that at all. Oh, yeah, well, it still sounds like it's a great time. And, uh, Trey, I know uh, it's going to be a fun f- few days out there, especially getting to hear from uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey and some of the stuff that uh, he's going to have set up. And I know you're going to be on Randy's show and going to give us great coverage throughout the rest of the week. And a huge shout-out to Blackman Auctions being the title sponsor as well as Beachwood Pinnacle Hotels for SEC meetings down there in Destin. So, Trey, enjoy it, no, man. No Pre- appreciate you coming on, man. And uh, everybody be sure to listen in to Drive Time Sports to hear more coverage from SEC meetings down there in Destin. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. Appreciate you. I right, appreciate you. And it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out because I know it's always been about the seven, eight, or eight or nine games in SEC play. It's like I was trying to think of like a baseball comparison to that. Would it go from like 10 SEC series? Like, hey, you guys are going to do 12 SEC series now. I don't really know how to compare that. Honestly, yeah. like it's it's a whole other. I mean, football is just so much different. You yeah. know, you need the week off and all that. It would have to be something like that. Two more series, maybe. Ugh. But thirty thirty games is plenty in league play. <laughs> you <laughs> think the perfect number? Yeah, yeah. I wish that. See, that's the thing is, I wish it was that way in football because even in basketball, not saying like eighteen games is bad, but it's just. You know, you, you like having the, the evenness of it all. You know, yep. just like there, boom, 30. You know you're going to play 10 series, and it's going to be three games a pop, and you know you're going to have half of them at home and then half of them on the road. It seems like it's a very uh, nicely, you know, suited thing for, for baseball and everything. Well, be careful too. what you wish for. For basketball, you're talking about the round number. They could always go to 20. I'll be for it, especially with Texas and Oklahoma joining. Hopefully so. That'd be nice. Mm-hmm. Have 10 games at home, 10 games on the road. Uh, I guess you'd still have to play a few teams twice for sure every year, but I'm sure they'd. Ha- I'm sure they wouldn't screw Arkansas over at all in that regard. <laughs> they would give them the, all the games that they wanted. They give them Kentucky twice and everything. So, yeah. uh, but no, it's it's been funny to see these SEC meetings, and uh, I guess we'll hear from uh, Commissioner Greg Sankey on uh, what he has to say about you know doing all this too. Because not only are we talking about eight nine game schedules, but we're talking about college football playoff expansion, and then the fact that two new schools are going to be joining next year. Like, there's a lot going on, uh, not only in SEC, but in college football in particular, where there always is, but it seemed like as soon as Oklahoma and Texas a couple years ago announced, hey, we're going to the SEC, just the floodgates opened because then you got NIL stuff. I mean, it just, it's almost like the sport has completely changed just over the past three or four years, completely. But I don't know. Also, uh, got a guy from the 501 coming at you, Trent, says the Cardinals just need to hang it up after a year after yesterday of losing to the Royals. Yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> want to talk about the Cardinals right now. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, Tough they year. were the hottest team in yeah. baseball. Yeah. Well, they've, they've still got they their reverted. issues. Yeah, they've reverted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's still a long season, right? Yeah. yeah. You get it going, right? Something. They can. There's a lot left. But yeah. Probably, <laughs> yeah, probably not. No, that's uh, that, that's the thing is like, of course, you know, thinking about college baseball being right now in postseason play full swing and like major yeah. league baseball, it's like now you're still so far away. Yeah, from having an all star break yet, you know? So. Yeah, because uh, that's, that's a big change there too. So, but uh, we know that uh, again, uh, we're going to be going up there to Fayetteville and be uh, hanging out there during the uh, regionals and. Hopefully it ends up being a good one for Arkansas too, because isn't it also too? If it can game can extend to Monday, right? If it gets yeah, that if point. necessary game, if necessary. Yep. Let's hope that doesn't happen, because uh, that was a uh, that was a weird thing. Yeah, because last year Oklahoma State and Stillwater mm-hmm. that expanded yep. into uh, that Monday night game, and so yeah, don't want to do that. Let's just uh, have it just be quick to the point, easy, get extra rest and. Was it three games? I guess if you go three and zero, you you win it. That's all, it. Right? Yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Three games. It's like a series within yourself uh, on a weekend series there too. But we'll have more to talk about. But we're up against it. We we're going to get to three and zero on the other side of the break. Talk about some headlines, storylines, some things we didn't get into. Close up shop and get you ready for drive time sports. All next. You're out of bounds. So stay with us. Fellas, need an annual health exam for work, or do you just want to start your year prioritizing your health? I recommend Low T Center to get your complete health assessment. They check all your levels, not just your testosterone. It's typically completely covered by most health insurance, and 
If you don't have insurance, it's less than 100 bucks for full labs and an office visit with the provider. Low T Center specializes in men's health, making it quick and easy. Go to LowTCenter.com now to book your appointment online. Low T Center, reinventing men's health care. Big O Tires knows it's frustrating to jump through hoops. We hate them as much as you do. So we're bringing back our buy three, get one free sale. At Big O, we legitimately give you a free tire. We don't mark it up. We don't make you mail in a rebate. You honestly get a free tire. No hoops. Buy three, get one free. At the Big O Tire Stores in Conway and Cabin. We have something for every vehicle. So save money today and get tight, service, straight talk at the Big O Tires in Conway and Cabin. Hey, I saw your car on Marketplace. When can I look at it? How about midnight at the truck stop? Buying a vehicle shouldn't be a risky venture. See Guadney Buick GMC next to Sam's in North Little Rock and know exactly what you're getting when it comes to quality pre-owned vehicles. At Guadney, make a clean trade with a clean title and clear, simple finance options. Shopping new? Sierra 1500 at just 0.9%. GMC Terrain at just 1.9%. And how about anything on our lot with no payments for 90 days. Try finding that on Marketplace. Know what you're getting at Guatney Buick GMC. Hey, by any chance does the title say rebuilt? Absolutely not. The title says salvage, and that means foreign. Yeah, it's going to be a hard pass. I'm headed to Guatney Buick GMC. 5700 Landers Road in North Little Rock. Call 501-945-4444. GuatneyBuickGMC.com. GMC, we are professional grade. All offers with approved credit. Office rental, storage rentals, container sales, mobile container solutions has you covered. Call today and they'll get one on the way. 501-541-2600. That's 501-541-2600 for mobile container solutions. Join the zone each Monday for Game Balls and Jock Straps. Brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. Find out who made the best, average, and worst headlines in sports and entertainment each Monday as Justin Acre and Wes Moore give you their Game Balls and Jock Straps on the zone from 10 to 1. It's all brought to you by A Caddy's Touch Landscaping. 501 794 2770. Call today to get your landscape updated to a whole new level and be listening for Game Balls and Jock Straps only on 1037 The Buzz. RJ Hawk here with Chris Roberts from Southern Bank. And Chris, you and I have been doing ads for a long time, but I didn't realize how long Southern Bank's been doing this. We're a 136-year-old bank and recognized as one of the strongest banks in the country. And Chris, with unstable times, it's always nice to know that your bank is stable. It's not only our financial strength, but it's also our employees. You'll see the same familiar faces ready to help you every day with your banking needs. If you want to see the Southern Bank difference, go to bankwithsouthern.com or call 501-424-0900. It's Southern Bank, member FDIC. Consider yourself a bourbon connoisseur? At Twin Peaks, they're proud to offer an exclusive and extensive collection of some incredibly rare bourbons, whiskeys, and tequilas. Plus, check out their barrel selects that are handpicked by their team and bottled just for you. Cheers! Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. Get only the best customer service and the best selection of meats at Hogs Meat Market, where they have sliced boarhead deli meats and cheeses. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. Kane is in the building. Their time is done. It's over. Over? Did you say over? Nonsense. I've not yet begun to defile myself. Call Kenny Loggins because you're in the danger zone. I play real sports. I'm trying to be the best at exercising. It's time for three and out. It's been three hours and we are... Boom. Out of here. All right, it is time for three and out. A few headlines, a few storylines, a few things that we got to dive into. And uh, again, appreciate uh, Trey Shep coming on with SEC meetings and all that fun stuff going along with that as well. But uh, the deal with uh, Eli Drinkwich at SEC meetings, I saw that uh, people were ripping him. I was one of them. 
because Ross Dellinger does a great job of uh, covering all things college sports, especially college football. He tweeted out a quote from Eli Drinkwitz where he was saying that players through NIL are making more money than his brother-in-law, who's a pediatrician who saves lives. So everyone saw that, and I saw it. I'm like, okay, buddy. Like you're like you know how much money you know how much money you're making. Like come on, man. Like you're making six million dollars a year to have a losing record. Get out of here with that nonsense. But anyways, he came on Twitter and he went through his comments and said, all right, let me let me let me make sure that I get this out here so everyone knows that there's no problems or anything. Uh, he just says that uh, we're giving guys 18, 19, 22 year olds life changing money. People are making more money than NIL than my brother-in-law, who is a pediatrician who saves lives, and we kind of do it to Cavalier, and we think that there's not going to be any side effect. There's always going to be issues. There's more information out there. There's just bad actors that are always trying to make every single dollar, which it's not a bad, uh, you know, bad response to it. But my whole thing is, is, as I put out, I'm like, if you are a football coach, especially in the SEC, and anybody asks you about NIL, the only response that you ever need to have ever in, pre- in press conferences ever is like, NIL is awesome. We have the best NIL program here at this school because we love giving opportunities to student-athletes to be able to make a little bit money on their name, image, or likeness. You know why? Because kids are going to see that, and if they feel like you're doubting NIL or if you have a problem with NIL, they're not going to be too interested in your school. So that's going to be the thing that coaches have to do is just say how amazing it is, how you love it, you hope it never changes, and you hope that there's you know there needs to be more money. More money for these athletes is Re- what you need to do. Remember, we met his brother-in-law who lives here in Central oh, yeah. Arkansas, and somebody even sent a message in saying that uh, they know his brother-in-law that lives here. Not sure if that's the same person that he was referring to, but... Mm. We did meet Eli Drinkwitz's brother-in-law not long ago. That was really random. I remember that, too. So, yeah, he's got a lot of connections here to Arkansas. I'm not a big fan of his, but, hey, uh, he at least came out and classified his or clarified his, his comments. So it was just a little funny remark that had to be uh, set straight by Eli Drinkwitz. Jimmy G is the Raiders quarterback, and prior to signing with the Raiders, he signed a waiver instead of taking a physical because he was going to have to have foot surgery. Now, he did, after having surgery, sign or he had surgery after signing the contract. It was a three-year, $72 million contract. And uh, that waiver that's in place, it allows the Raiders to terminate the contract for any reason that's related to the waiver and not pay Jimmy G the 22.5 mil base salary for the 23 season until he passes a physical. But if he remains with the Raiders two days after the final game of the 2023 season, then the waiver is voided at that point. Also, uh, another little tidbit from SEC meetings that was going on about uh, the tampering issue that goes on and runs rampant in college football. I know that's shocking to everybody that tampering ever happened in college football, but still, uh, there was a few coaches that that spoke out a bit against it. And Billy Napier, of Florida, was one of them. Uh, he says that it's going on, but until something gets done about it, you're going to continue to see it. Even Hugh Freeze, Auburn's coach, came out and said that it's happening, but. It's going to continue to happen unless or until they change the rule about transferring and only not using any years, which he's like, that's not going to happen. So there's just kind of no way of going about it and handling it, too. And, you know, it's it's one of those deals where no matter the sport, it's like, yeah, no one likes it. Yeah, tampering shouldn't be a thing, but there's just no realistic way of handling it or trying to police it right now at this point in time. But it's... Very rampant, according to uh, coaches and their sources, so not a surprise there either. John Madden, who was an NFL coach at one time, and also a lot of people may know him as a broadcaster and had the the Madden game that a lot of kids grew up on. There's going to be a biopic about John Madden, and Will Ferrell is going to star as John Madden. Interesting. They should have gotten what's-his-name that does that great impersonation of Is it uh, Frank uh, Caliendo? Caliendo. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, of course, I don't know. Apparently Madden didn't really like Frank Caliendo doing an impersonation of him, so maybe that's... But I thought that would have been a great thing. But, I mean, Will Ferrell, I'm sure, will do good at it. It's just hopefully it's not a very serious biopic because I can't take Will Ferrell serious in anything. I don't know. We'll see. Who would you want to play as you... Uh, Trent, if you oh, ever got Oh, Lord, man. I don't even know. That's yeah. a good question. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bradley right. Cooper. Yeah, there just, you go. Just start naming people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just, uh, yeah. yeah, we can start there. Yeah, start there, too. No, I, was, I, I was thinking about if, like, you know, like Dave Van Horn ever had one, like, made after him. Like, who would he want to play? Oh, man. I feel like that's, like, a fun SEC, like, media day question that you could ask coaches. But I'll take, like, Adam Sandler or somebody like that. You or for <laughs> yeah. Dave Van Horn? No, for me. No, I was about to say, I was like, okay, yeah, that one, that one, uh, I, I could see a little bit more there, too. But, yeah, that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's pretty funny. I don't. I'm afraid of even asking uh, who I want because I, 
Baker. A Baker Mayfield would be would be okay, but then like always have people say, no, you look more like Patrick Reed. And I'm like, don't there do that go. to me. I was like, okay, so basically I look like a douchebag because both those guys are douchebags. <laughs> I'm like, I'm glad that that's something. Uh, also, in some other news too, uh, this is uh, of course you know with the Memorial Day weekend, there was always a a lot of things that have, have been going down. But apparently, the the Scripps spelling bee is starts tonight. I think if I'm not mistaken, it starts this week. And uh, there's uh, apparently a kid from Arkansas that's going to be uh, from Fort Smith in the script Spelling Bee. And listen, I am all about the Spelling Bee. If you want to be a Spelling Bee whatever, then that's great. Have at it. But don't sit there and try to say, these people are athletes now. I'm like, just because on ESPN doesn't make you an athlete, okay? Like, I'm hoping you win. I'm hoping you do good. But y'all need to chill on the hype for the Spelling Bee. It's a Spelling Bee at the end of the day. And if you spell the word right, that's great. But don't try to compare it to like sports and all that stuff. That's just that's my hot take of the day. But it happens for some reason. Jay Leno, at seventy three years old, said he doesn't plan to stop working, and uh, the only thing that could change those plans it would be related to health reasons. So he says at this point he won't stop working. Now he has had some dealings with uh, some certain health issues here lately that were created where he was hospitalized due to a fire in his garage. Mm. And that was in November of last year. And then January of this year, just a few months later, he was knocked off his motorcycle and he had a broken collarbone, broken ribs, and cracked kneecaps. But he still says he's, he's just going to keep going. Yeah, still going strong there, too. Uh, hey, a little college baseball news. You may get a kick out of this, Trent. So Kentucky, you know, they're hosting a regional, and it's, it's all great for everybody there in Lexington. Well, not so great because apparently they are completely and totally out of hotel rooms before the regional was even announced due to a country music festival that's going on. So what do they do? Well, all the teams and all the people that are part of those teams, as well as people that want to stay there, you get to stay in dormitories because, you know, school's out. And on top of that, it's 165 bucks a night to stay in the student dormitories. I'm like, that's exactly what I want to do. You know, after row week where somebody puked their guts out on the bathroom floor, it's like, yeah, I get to stay in that place as I get ready for the regional for my son to be able to pitch. But how does that, I don't know how that happens. I don't know how that's a problem. I'm like, listen, Arkansas has shareholders meetings going on around the same time. They don't have a problem with it, too, but apparently they're having to go to dorm rooms and get people to, to buy them there. I saw like an hour away, too. Ew. Like, that's the closest hotel is an hour from Lexington. That's disgusting. Yeah. All that says is they didn't plan on hosting. <laughs> yeah, they, they weren't ready for it. So, Game of Thrones, there's a talk of a spinoff for Jon Snow, but now it seems like those talks have been halted that uh, some of the execs are saying they don't know if they could go all the way through on some of those plans of making a spinoff for Jon Snow. Hmm. Well, listen, I was a Game of Thrones fan until they absolutely destroyed it in the past, on the last few seasons, and... You know what? I actually like the House of Dragon spinoff that they did, but if it's a Jon Snow one, I, that'd be fine. I don't care. There's just so many shows. There's so many movies. I can't keep up with everything, but um, you know, I, I'd probably be stupid enough and still give it a shot. But either way, Trent, appreciate you coming in. Appreciate sure. Lyft Truck Services for making it possible. For Joe Franklin, I am John Neighbors. Same sports show, same sports channel tomorrow afternoon. Stay tuned, folks. we got Drive Time Sports coming up next. This is Pat Bradley for Brewskies. Sometimes you just got to have some wings. And with buffalo, barbecue, teriyaki, Cajun buffalo, lemon honey, garlic parmesan, mango habanero, lemon pepper, pineapple habanero, honey hot, and Brewski's Reaper, you know where to find them. Brewski's, you're home for lunch, happy hour, and late night. It's Taco Tuesday at Brewski's. $1.50 street tacos, $5 signature 22-ounce margaritas, $3 Jose shots, and trivia at 7 p.m. 